Hello, everyone, and welcome to this XTC AMA Network uh, series. Uh, the first question is that, or let's say my first uh, thing that I would like to state here is, why are we doing the series, this uh, XTC AMA series? That is the Ask Me Anything. <clears throat> Sorry. So I think the main objective here is to showcase all the projects and the partnerships that are existing or that are planned on the XTC network. And uh, this would include stakeholders like the different project teams, the different partners, and of course the communities like you along with it. You are all stakeholders in this XTC network community. And uh, the end objective is of course through all this awareness and uh, knowledge and know-how, etc. What we are trying to do is to scale up the ecosystem, the complete ecosystem, as well as build up the uh, community, which is both the XTC community as well as the different other communities which are built on top of it or which have partnered with the XTC. So that's the objective behind this XTC AMA series. My name is Neenu and uh, I am a technology evangelist. And uh, in the blockchain sphere, what I have been doing is help the different founders evangelize their technology and uh, their products uh, services and to help them build up their ecosystem and scale up their community. And uh, I do have my own uh, blockchain channel, which is called Blockchain Hustle. So I would strongly recommend you to go take a look at it. It is available on the usual channels like your uh, on the podcast. It is on Apple, Audible, Amazon's Audible, Google, Podbean, and it is also available on YouTube, which is the uh, YouTube is a channel at which this session is being broadcasted. So do like it, subscribe to it, and share it. Coming to today's session. Uh, today's session is on a company called Yoda Plus. And Yoda Plus is a highly specialized tech solutions company. And let me quote that from their website. It is working at the intersection of the tech, finance, and blockchain. So today we have Yoda Plus MD, Mr. Vishnut Srivastava, as a guest for the session. Hi, Vishnut. A very warm welcome to this session. Thank you, Minu. Uh, thank you very much. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And where are you dialing in from, if I can ask? Sorry? Where are you calling in from? I'm calling in from Mumbai, India. Okay, okay. Good, good, good. Nice to know about that. So, Vishnu, let's start this session with, uh, if you could give a very brief introduction about yourself, your background. And then we get on to Yoda Plus and then the different questions which are there from the community. Sure. So, yeah, my name is Vishrut Srivastava and I've been running startups that operate in the fintech space for over a decade. Before starting up, I worked at the intersection of finance and technology for financial institutions such as banks, investment banks, hedge funds and rating agencies. After Lehman went bankrupt in 2008, I led the development of a valuation platform that helped them unwind their derivatives book and settle disputes with Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, and other Wall Street banks. In my first startup, we built a mobile loyalty program that awarded over 4 billion loyalty points to over 1 million users before I exited to a company in the Silicon Valley. I then founded Yoda Plus, 
that has done pretty interesting work, especially in blockchain technology in the areas such as digital vaults uh, and trade finance. And we are a very proud development partner to the XGC network in this regard. So when was Yoda, which year was Yoda Plus incepted? When did you uh, start this? 2017. 2017. Okay. So, uh, Vishwa, just setting the context for our listeners and viewers, uh, can you just share what does Yoda Plus do? What does it specialize in? And then if you could touch upon the relation or the context between Yoda Plus and the XTC network. Sure. So as you mentioned, you know, from our website, it's uh, we are a fintech uh, firm focused on capital markets, financial institutions, and with an increased focus on blockchain now. Hmm. Uh, it's an evolving technology and we have been at it since 2017, we were associated with another company in the blockchain space, which was a pioneer in trade finance. And uh, since then, we have worked on blockchain as well as on uh, uh, other applications in capital markets, whether it's risk management, you know, market data management, uh, enterprise data management, and, and uh, risk capital, uh, other capital market applications. Uh, and so that was our core and then we moved to blockchain and in blockchain we have been associated with xgc network for a year now and uh, we have built their multi uh, we have built a multi sig wall which holds xgc as well as holds uh, xrc20 tokens uh, mm -hmm. such as nota and uh, uh, store srx uh, mm -hmm. stable like usdg us uh, sgdg uh, and and several others mm -hmm. that's been our journey uh, for the last five years and why did you pick up XDC network? See, XDC network, I found it to be, uh, first of all, uh, it's it's a serious network. It's not about just games. I know games are very important. Uh, it's a serious network about finance uh, yeah. and financial applications. It has got a very good uh, infrastructure and network in the sense that it is low cost, very efficient. It uses a delegated proof of stake. And yeah. so it just... Um, it gelled with our, our philosophy and our, our own uh, inclination of the kind of company that we wanted to work with. Great. Good to hear that. So if, I, if I've got it right, you guys have got this core expertise in the finance uh, domain. And then you saw blockchain as one of the technologies that you can leverage to give better products and services. And amongst that, you found the SINFIN, the HTC network as, the, as your blockchain of choice. Correct? Right. Exactly. Great. And we see a lot of promise, you know. That's why that's why we yeah. we wanted to work in this uh, with uh, uh, with Zinfin because uh, we saw promise. Uh, mm. uh, it is very different. It's not the regular, uh, you know, meme coin or a you know a joke coin or a you know, mm. you know a coin. It's it's about finance and it's serious business. Serious business. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because you uh, do see maybe perhaps there could be a few others who are, uh, because it's a buzzword and people get into it. And some people say, okay, we are in it for the long run. It has to serve a function, some benefits, and uh, that's how we grow. Yes, exactly. Okay, so uh, before I get on to the actual questions from the community, Vishwath, uh, yeah. You mentioned about the multi-signature vault or the wallet, right? And yes. that's our uh, key product, if I'm not mistaken, here. Yes. Okay. 
So could you just explain for all the viewers and the listeners here as to what is a multi-signature wallet and how does it work? Sure. So before I answer that question, um, yeah. you know, I would like to just highlight two things that will that will emphasize why you need a multi-signature wallet. Mm -hmm. The first is uh, something that anyone who holds a wallet, you know, a crypto wallet will know about, which is the fat mm -hmm. finger error. Mm -hmm. And what's the fat finger error? Basically, if I'm sending, say, $200,000 to, uh, to an address, instead of sending $200,000, I send $200 million because of, I missed two decimal points. And I, I removed the decimal points. And instead of sending 200, I sent 200 million. I would love uh, to be the recipient. <laughs> so would I. But, you know, uh, what about the person who sent it? You know, that's... I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so he's... And once it's gone off your wallet, unless and until the recipient gives it back to you, uh, if you were gracious enough to give it back to me, then I would yeah. be very happy. But if you weren't, there's no way for me to get it back, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so what the multisig wall does is it helps prevent this kind of error okay. from happening. It, it gives you very good safeguards uh, and ways to kind of take care of something that will prevent this to happen. The second thing is uh, you must have heard of some, you know, a case where a person lost 350 million dollars because he lost his private oh yeah there are several uh, stories on that yeah yeah yes yes so there was this early holder of bitcoin he had it yeah. in a hard drive and the hard drive went into trash and and it disappeared and yeah. so there is 350 million dollars yeah so again you know we at yodasig multisig vault help you in such situations where you could actually have 350 million dollars back yeah. And referring to that incident that you have just mentioned about that thing has gone, the hard drive has gone into the trash. I recollect a news item which mentioned that uh, this guy has uh, put in a reward, a substantial reward for anybody who can find it out and salvage it or something like that. Right, so right. perhaps you, uh, yeah, maybe it's too late for your uh, thing, but yeah, if he had used your product. If he had used the product, you would have to pay a very small transaction fee, that if at all, and, yeah. uh, you know, and it would all be safe. So, so, with, uh, so, yeah, yeah. Sorry. so, so with that, uh, you know, I just want to introduce. So basically, mm -hmm. what a multi-sig wallet is, is that you have multiple owners of a wallet. Mm -hmm. And uh, for any transaction to happen out where uh, money leaves the wallet, it requires mm -hmm. the approval of two or more owners. Okay. So for example, there can be three owners, four owners of a wallet, and you can configure it that, you know, two or three of those owners can approve the transaction only then it will leave the wallet so that's it it's a very simple concept okay. there's nothing more is to it a, is there a minimum number here about the owners when you talk about a multi-sig well uh theoretically there is uh it's just one one is the minimum okay. number of owners but the real value comes when you have uh, multiple owners uh it could be one okay. owner but with multiple devices when we say owners what i mean is that it is private keys okay. uh, you know when i say right. owner it is one private key so i could be a single owner I could have two hardware wallets and one wallet on the on my laptop and I could be the single owner but I have three private keys so technically I'm three owners and I can operate the wallet and uh, you know and do it very securely okay okay good good okay so uh, let's get on to the questions then we should hear uh, I think you did mention about it earlier, but I just, if you could uh, perhaps repeat or give me an answer here. How many tokens does the multi-sig wallet support? And if you can, please share the names of a few tokens which are available in the Yoda Plus multi-sig wallet. 
Sure. So in addition to XGC, uh, yeah. the Yoda Plus multi-sig wallet also supports XRC20 tokens. You know, any XRC token like XR, SRX, PLI, US Nota, GBEX, and even stable coins like SGDG, EURG, and others uh, are all supported on the Yoda Plus multi-sig wallet. Okay, great. And uh, there was a question of, can I manage using the decent wallet? Yes. So decent wallet has wallet connect uh, interface support. And using that, you can connect uh, the decent hardware wallet to the Yoda Plus multi-sig wallet and okay. operate it uh, just like any other uh, transaction. Okay. So it's compatible with that. It's compatible, yes. Okay. And you can have more than one. You can have two, two three decent wallets uh, connected. Okay. As I said for the case where you know you would want to, um, you know, secure uh, secure your keys. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, correct. And coming on to referring to tokens only, does Yoda Plus have its own token? So we work directly on XDC network. We don't have our own tokens. You know, so the so underlying we... token of XDC itself is what you use. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Any plans for your own token? Not as of now. Uh, uh, I, I think, as I said, you know, we are uh, we are in the serious business, so we uh, we will uh, help. Uh, we we have other ways of monetization as opposed to just floating tokens and watching mm -hmm. watching its value grow. We we intend to provide some value to the people who hold uh, uh, hold their uh, tokens in the Yoda Plus Multisig Vault by providing them with yield and things like that, which we'll come to okay. later. Yeah, and yeah. and through that process, you know, uh, you know, we will kind of benefit. Yeah. So the focus is more on the services, etc. Right now. Yes. Yes. Okay. Great. And coming back onto the multi-sig wallet itself, uh, is there any hierarchy between the different when you talk about multi-sig, the multiple uh, keys or uh, owners or whatever way you want to term it? Is there any hierarchy? And the second one is, uh, uh, is there any? time-locked signing in the multi-sig uh, wallets? So the answer to that is right now we don't have any hierarchy or any time lock. Okay. However, we're working on the approval matrix, which would enforce some kind of hierarchy if needed. Okay. Uh, that is something that's in the works. Okay. So it would work as in if I have, let's say, three signatories which are required, uh, it would have to come, the approvals have to come in that particular order. Yeah, that's when the uh, hierarchy, comes, hierarchy in. comes in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And the time lock is also something which is not there right now, and you are planning to get that, or how does that work? So it will depend on the demand. You know, we have not okay. uh, really put it on the product roadmap yet. The time lock yeah. contracts. Okay. If there's a demand, we can definitely put it in. So right now, yeah. So right now, the use case of the core use case is so strong that we yeah. want to focus on that and have people use it in. Uh, for the purpose that is built for and then as as it goes into enterprises as we get more uh, people with higher bigger holdings into yeah. the as it, then i think these uh, uh the, come into the place yes yes yeah so right now uh, Vishru, uh in the absence of any time lock it would be that the the transaction doesn't expire so if it is waiting for the second or the third or whatever number of signature to come in it, it, it's there. It doesn't expire after, let's say, an X amount of time. It does not expire. However, you can reverse. You can uh, you okay. can do a reject. You can do a reject of that transaction in case you don't want it to propagate. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. 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 So there's uh, there's an element of where you can have a manual intervention and you can stop the transaction. Okay. Yeah. 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 It makes a lot of sense that we um, just build a robust product right now and then as the request and the demo comes in, I mean, sorry, the demand comes in, you try to incorporate that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we do see demand for hierarchy. Yeah. Uh, for time lock, we have not seen that much demand. When, when there is, okay. we can. <laughs> so you did mention about the security, but just if we could have a few points here on uh, what are the benefits of the multi-sig wallets and the pros and cons of using multi-sig wallets uh, compared to the other non-multi-sig, the single-user wallet. Yeah. So uh, let's take the case I mentioned. You know that I am, I have say, you know, a big holding. I have a hardware wallet, right? I yeah. take, I can buy another couple of hardware wallets, right? And I now have three private keys. I set up the Yoda plus multisig vault with these three as owners. And mm -hmm. I set up the policy as two out of these three can do any kind of transaction. Okay. And that transaction can be a monetary transaction. It can also be addition or removal of devices to the vault. So I can keep one of these three devices in a secure place, uh, you know, locked up somewhere and I can mm -hmm. operate all my transaction with these two because you require for any transaction required two, uh, uh, two owners. Yeah. Now what, uh, suppose I lose one of them. I lose one of them somewhere or someone gets the private key from one of my devices. Uh, he still cannot really complete a transaction. He can initiate mm -hmm. and it will, mm -hmm. it will appear in the vault as something mm -hmm. that needs to be approved, but it will stay there. Mm -hmm. So, as soon as I know that my device is compromised, the first thing I'll do is I will A, reject that transaction, B, I will remove that device and I'll add another, I'll buy another device and add it. Right? Okay. And I can do that because I have my third device in my locker, which I'll take out and I'll, with, with the rest of the two devices, I will carry out the whole operation. So, so in that way, I will prevent uh, loss of my money simply because someone got my private keys. Mm -hmm. I have a number of failure points. It's not just one failure point. Now the yeah. person has to have multiple devices uh, yeah. and multiple priorities. Yeah. So you eliminate a single point of failure here. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the okay. other is, you know, uh, we talked about the fat finger error. So that is another kind of security, but it's slightly different in the sense that mm -hmm. I initiated, uh, there are two people, I'm in an organization, there are two of us. And any transaction that has to go has to go through four eyes, uh, the, uh, so two of my eyes and another pair of eyes. Mm -hmm. So now what will happen is suppose instead of two hundred thousand dollars, I put in two hundred million dollars by mistake. So yeah. it goes in the vault and it's shown as you know it's initiated. Now the second yeah. set of eyes will see those two hundred million dollars and say, okay, now we were supposed to send two hundred, not two hundred million. So you know you can reject it, and I can uh, and you know the, yeah. and we prevent that fat finger error from yeah. happening. Yeah. So there's another check which comes into place. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you are having a lot of money, or even if you have a reasonable amount, you would be anyhow uh, would like yes. to be, keep it secure. Yes. So if you if you have a lot of money, or if you're an enterprise, yeah. You know, uh, and you don't uh, want single person. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It could he could he or she could mishandle the funds. Yeah. Correct. And uh, another one while we are talking about this multi-sig wallet is that understand that the Yoda Plus multi-sig wallet can, uh, uh, can also be used for the escrow transaction as well as for the DAO, the decentralized uh, autonomous organization. 
Correct. Uh, could you just share a bit on that? Yeah, sure. So on the escrow transaction, uh, typically what happens in escrow transaction, there's a buyer, there's a seller, and uh, there might be a mediator, right? And uh, when the transaction, uh, the agreement is signed, you create an escrow account, and whatever the value of the transaction, you put the money in there, right? Subject to the buyer approving the quality of goods or services, uh, um, the the money leaves the escrow account and goes into the supplier's account right yeah that's yeah. typically the way a traditional escrow account works escrow works Correct. yes so here what you can do is you can have this multi-sig vault with three owners you can have mm -hmm. the buyer the seller and the mediator okay and when the uh, when the agreement is signed mm -hmm. uh, the buyer will uh, the, the the seller will initiate a transaction and put it in and have the funds parked in the uh, in the vault yeah in the yeah. policing vault now when the buyer receives the goods yeah. uh, and he's satisfied then there's no problem he just approves and the yeah. transaction leaves and goes to the seller's uh, own uh, own uh, uh, wallet which can be again can be another multi-sig vault or it could be a a, a single a single owner wallet also so the buyer sign buyer approving the transaction serves as a second signature as a second signature yeah. now if the buyer is not happy mm. right then mm. the mediator comes in play and the mediator mm. will then take a call you know he'll, he'll uh, look at the case and then based on uh, and the, on the case he can then uh, either if he thinks that the quality of goods is fine the services have been rendered he can approve the transaction and the money will go into the seller account yeah. and if he if he feels that the buyer has a, a genuine grievance then he can reject it uh, uh, and so uh, so that's how the escrow account would work in a multi-sig world. Mm, great. So just uh, for all the audience here, uh, I do have, uh, Vishwath had shared the demos for uh, the escrow and for the DAO, but uh, because it's around a little bit more than 10 minutes, I can't include it into the session. So what I would do is towards the end, I would just share the links. And also after this broadcast has completed, uh, when you watch it on the YouTube, uh, Blockchain Hustle YouTube uh, channel, uh, I would put the uh, links there also. So it will be there for you to kind of look at it, uh, view it even later on. So those are the two and I should remember to uh, put it on there, the links. Great. So um, coming back, uh, Vishal, on the Yoda Plus and the XTC uh, link, okay. I understand that Yodapas had developed a smart contract tokenization platform for uh, XTC, something on uh, the trade finance assets. Correct. Right. Okay. Right. So, and this was, if I understand correctly, it was a part of Trade Tech's partnership uh, with Zinfin in offering the trade finance products as uh, to the institutional investors as uh, tokens. Correct. Right. It was NFTs, right? It is modeled as an NFT. Uh, yeah. And it was for this uh, for this purpose of trade yeah. finance tokens. So can you just share a little bit on that? So uh, apart from the multi-sig model, we can see another if your expertise here. Yeah. 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 Sure. So uh, basically, uh, today, if you have uh, say crypto holdings, right, or if you have tokens, and you have them sitting and parked in a wallet, right? Mm -hmm. um, it be a multi-sig wallet or it can be a plain vanilla wallet. Now, if you had similar 
money in a bank it would earn interest right mm-hmm. now you have these crypto holdings and you want to also earn interest right you have some holdings that's lying idle they can be put into work to earn some kind of yield yeah. one of the ways that people typically did that was by stake by, by staking you know in a proof of stake network you do yeah. put your uh, put your crypto holdings as as staking uh, and you get the staking rewards yeah this is another way of generating yield uh, where mm-hmm. you have the trade finance instruments that are going to give some kind of interest uh, because you know there's account receivables and or there mm-hmm. is a you know, bill of lading you know there's some goods in some container that's locked as capital and it's, it's trans and is being transported from one place to the other right mm-hmm. uh, so that yield we uh, we tokenize it uh mm-hmm. and we pass it on to uh, the institutional investors so institutional investors can have fractional ownership in these uh, you know in these uh, trade finance uh, assets uh, mm-hmm. or you know bill which can be built uh, discounted bills or it can be uh, you know bill of lading or any of the other okay. forms of yeah. yeah okay so one is that you're fractionalizing it so it i guess that makes it more accessible to more investors Right. Uh, instead of let's say one investor picking up the big chunk of uh, the money which is behind that trade finance asset, so one I understand is that you are fractionalizing that asset, making it more accessible. And the second one is that uh, instead of an idle uh, fund or an idle asset, you're turning it into a yield generating asset. Did I get that Correct. right? Okay. Yes, you're right. Yeah. And also the flexibility, you know, it gives you more flexibility. Yeah. So you may still yeah. want to hold large amounts, but you know, it gives yeah. you the flexibility to own less or more because it is fractionalized and yeah. you know, uh, yeah. uh, put put into smaller units. Yeah, yeah, because uh, earlier I think most of the hype and I guess most of the people were conversant more with uh, the fractionalizing of, let's say, artwork or buildings. For example, there was one in Manhattan, right? A couple yeah. of years back, it was put as the uh, people could own it, uh, even though it is fractional or parts of it. But to put it as also in documents or trade finance assets like the bill of lading or your receivables or something, uh, you're making it more accessible plus also yield generating with it, uh, which I guess is a pretty good combination there. Correct. Making it, uh, opening the doors to a few other things. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, uh, Vishal, Coming to again to the HTC community, now I'm asking you to do a sales pitch here to the HTC community. So how does Yoda Plus provide value to the crypto and to the blockchain community, especially the Zinfin, the HTC network community? So what's your sales pitch to the community here? Sure. So see, the HTC network is supported by an extremely fast and cost-efficient consensus mechanism. Yeah. We want more and more people to participate in this great investment opportunity, right? And the Yoda Plus multi-sig vault is a huge milestone for the XDC network because community members will not only benefit from the enhanced security and safety, but will also see the value of their holdings grow as this added layer of safety will encourage more serious, uh, serious investors with larger holdings to participate and get into the network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's 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 actually a network effect. It's very prominent in the blockchain uh, space. Right. So once you have attracted more network, uh, sorry, more investors because of the safety and the security, they're going to put in more money. The word is going to get around, and the network grows. Yeah. Exactly. Good. And more people benefit from the you know the faster transactions, the cheaper transaction yeah. costs. 
yeah, yeah. The gas fees. for all. Okay, good, good, good. Great. So, uh, there was, you had mentioned about the fat finger thing, and uh, I do have a couple of news items that you had uh, put in earlier. Just let me share that here. I put it onto the screen, and then you can uh, maybe put a few points once again. Huh? Yeah. Okay. So, this yeah. is one of them. Yes. The Bitfinex crypto exchange mistakenly sends 24 million worth fat finger error. Yes. And so you can see that, you know, um, you know it's obviously a case of decimals, wrong decimals or incorrect, uh, um, you know, uh, you, you're typing more zeros than you should. And, yeah. and, this happens, and it can happen to anyone. Uh, yeah. So that's where the vault would come in. And yeah. you make that error, there's still a checker. We'll check it and, and prevent it from happening. So the value is huge. It's immense. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's correct. And then there was another one. I'll just do that one second. Yeah, this is the hard drive one. Yes. Right? This is the one. Yeah. Yes. So here you can see, you know, you lost your private key. You have lost $280 million. Straight away down. It's, yeah. it's gone. gone. And, and you have the multisig vault and you have saved the $280 million because you have other devices. Yeah, yeah. So it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's such a big and such a simple you know, use case for securing your holdings. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So uh, let me just uh, put this thing, these two links here on uh, the comments here for viewers to look at it later on. Okay, so there is one on the escrow demo and there is another one on the DAO demo. I'll put it again separately just in case. That's one. And yeah. Yeah, so uh, in the community, for the person who had requested for the demo, uh, while I could not include the demo in the session, I am providing the link here. So we have accepted the request and are demonstrating about the wallet use here. And uh, just to remind, I would also include these links in the YouTube channel. So uh, before I end the session, Vishrut, uh, let me just stop the screen share here. So before I end this session, Vishrut, is there something which we would have missed out or uh, something which you want to share uh, with the community here in this forum? Um, so we did touch upon the the DAO case, but I didn't really elaborate on it. So yeah. uh, that's a very interesting one because it is at the heart of the decentralized uh, philosophy where you have a, a DAO, which is a decentralized autonomous organization and yeah. a a DAO would have funds and you would have a board of directors. And this is a great way for uh, the board of directors to actually manage the funds of the organization in a democratic way. So it just takes that whole consensus mechanism and puts it you know, to an organization too. So apart from that, yeah, I mean, I, I guess we've covered most of the other things. Okay, great. So well, thanks a lot, Vishrut, for sharing the, uh, all this information and of course for your time. Do really appreciate it.
And the uh, community, thanks a lot for your support as usual. And I do hope that you found this informative and useful. And uh, stay tuned for tomorrow's uh, AMA, which is on a company called eCoin. So I'll speak with you guys tomorrow. And once again, Vishal, thanks and a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you, Vinu. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Thanks.